Japan by River Cruise is made possible thanks to those who donate to the show at japanbyrivercruise.com and due to the generosity of our corporate sponsors. This is a message from the Japan Foundation. Here at the Japan Foundation, we provide students of Japanese the opportunity to satisfy their impressiveness by taking our Japanese language proficiency test. And because our test takers have their own individual Japanese goals, whether they be academic, professional, or more likely sexual, every year we reevaluate our testing criteria and adjust our test accordingly. You may recall the switch to the N5 through N1 system, which allowed foreigners final criteria for ranking each other, and gave beginning students a less intimidating point of entry to this magical and horribly discouraging language. However, the number of you who still somehow manage to fail the N5 every year has made it clear that you are going to need a lower bar. So, in order to give the worst of you much needed boost of confidence and to give you at least something Japanese to write on your resume, we are introducing a new accreditation entirely separate from the JLPT. Presenting the Japan Foundation's official hiragana spelling bee. That's right, based on the model of the English spelling bee, but on a strictly pass fail basis, the hiragana spelling bee is an entirely oral spelling based test. Have a listen to this real sample question. Your Japanese word is nezumi. Nezumi. So, if you are the kind of person who proudly says, I'm studying Japanese, and then immediately refers to yourself as Brian's son, then sign up for the Hiragana Spelling Bee today. True, we all know that as a foreigner, no matter how good you get at the language, you will never actually be able to understand our culture. But we encourage you to keep paying us to try. Hello, Brian, and welcome back to Japan by River Cruise. I'm Bobby Judo. And I'm Oli Hon. And joining us this week is Yumi Nagashima, Vancouver-based comedian whose one-woman show, The Seven Words You Can't Say on a Riverboat, earned her critical acclaim and a lifetime ban from the River Cruise circuit. We are flirting with danger by having you on the show, Yumi. I will never be speechless. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got to get the rights from Disney for that song. Anyway, thank you for being here. On this week's show, Japanese retailer Mujirushi Ryohin, which means no brand, good products, is filing for bankruptcy in the US. Meanwhile, H&M, which means Swedish brand, shit products, is doing just fine. Also, the Japanese government is doing all it can to encourage domestic tourism, forcing tourist destinations to choose between risking their livelihoods or their lives. Speaking of tourist attractions that are likely to kill someone, Ali's got your weekly river cruise recommendation. Ali? 
Yes, Bobby, in light of the news that the Street Kart Tokyo Go-Kart experience, formerly known as Marikart until a successful intellectual property lawsuit by Nintendo, has ceased operations and failed to generate the funding needed to continue the business, the owners are launching their new service, the Walt Disney Corporation Disney Mickey Boats. Where you can rent a high-powered speedboat without any license or accreditation, you put on a Disney character-branded costume, and set sail around Japan's busiest commercial container gateway, the Port of Tokyo, entirely unsupervised. Also, later in the show, many Japanese river cruise liners are receiving their cut of government-funded tourist subsidies. But we'll take a look at some operators who are trying to claim financial benefits as overnight accommodations by converting their toilet stalls into what they're calling vertical capsule hotels. But first, Soap Talk. So Yumi, we met in mid-March when you did one of the last gigs before lockdown. Yes. And, you, and you've just this week done one of your first gigs back after lockdown. Mm-hmm. How did you spend those intervening months? Oh my gosh, I was baking so much in the oven. <laughs> like apple pie, cheesecake, and like white girls, you know? Like I um, was into that. I don't know well, why though. Uh, Regular listeners to the show will know that I'm not impressed by people who can make cheesecake. Ollie uh, has also been spending his quarantine time baking. Oh, yeah. Ollie. This, this is now the reason I'm fat. <laughs> what did you bake? Uh, well, I got good at, first I got good at brownies. Uh-huh. I, like I really got good at brownies. I tried all the online recipes to find a very good gooey brownie recipe, mm. which actually I might link in the description. Um, <laughs> and then uh, bread... Uh, got quite good at bread pizza got mm. really good at pizza like i got mm. proper into it i even bought a pizza peel which frankly is pathetic wow yeah but tell me about your cheesecake recipe oh do my you gosh. bake your cheesecake yes um there's like a cracker you you are supposed oh, to use graham cracker but i use like any crackers that i feel like you know yeah. Depends on the day, and then like like, like saltines or yeah. Ritz or yeah, like a feeling the vibe of the day, and then like right. I put like cream cheese and sugar and a little bit vanilla extra, oh, no vanilla extra extract. Yeah. Yes. Although it depends how much vanilla you put in. If you put in a bit more than the recipe, then that's vanilla extra extract. Extra, yeah, <laughs> extra extra, and then four hundred twenty-five degrees. Fahrenheit. Oh, you've been in the West too long. Uh-huh. Do you always? <laughs> shit, you guys yes. don't understand Fahrenheit anymore. Do no, you? the Japanese the, the the Japanese version of that is oh, you can't bake it. I haven't got an oven. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bobby, how's your week been? I was a bad dad the other day. I did a horrible dad thing to do. Oh uh, no. I've got twin girls, and one of them woke up in the middle of the night. They're like five years old, and Ami-chan woke up in the middle of the night. She'd had a bad dream mm-hmm. about a scary fish in the pool that was trying to eat her. <gasps> and so my wife and I kind of like went, it's okay, it's okay, and we lay down on either side of her, and a couple minutes passed, and I heard snoring, and I asked my wife, are you still awake? And she went, mm. And I was like, that's so weird. When I was a little kid, I used to have these horrible dreams about like dinosaur looking snakes or alligators or fish or sharks in the pool with these horrible sharp teeth that were always trying to eat me or biting me. Mm-hmm. And I heard someone go, what? And I realized that my wife was the one snoring and I was telling this to Ami. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
she's just had this horrible dream and I've gone, oh, well, these, these are the even worse dreams that I used to have. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> That's like she comes to you with a graze after falling off a bike and you're going, well, let me show you some Google images of some burns victims. <laughs> How it could uh, get infected, right? <laughs> uh, but the other big news this week is that I am applying for permanent residency. Ooh. Congrats. Is that is that a congratulations? This is one of these things that when, when foreigners say they're applying for PR, oh. it's like when someone in their mid-twenties says they're pregnant. You're not sure whether to go, <laughs> ah, commiserations or congratulations. Uh, it really depends on their state of mind. <laughs> should should Bobby, we how- say congratulations, Bobby? I'll... I'll take a congratulations. I, in looking up like reasons for applying for permanent residency, one of the top reasons was divorce. And I can say <laughs> it's, not, it's not that. So okay. I'll take the congratulations. Okay. But this is something that I could have legally applied for at any time in the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. But now that it's become very clear that permanent residency doesn't actually mean anything, I'm like, I got to have it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pressure's off. You want to take, do take that PR? Just yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, then maybe you can get you can get quoted in a Magdalena or Sumi article about how cross you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about not being allowed <laughs> if, back. If this in all Japan. boils down to Bobby wanting press coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Last night I went for an Indian meal and there was a Japanese couple on the table next to me, mm-hmm. and I've not heard Japanese spoken in a while. And it took a lot of my self-restraint to not tell my one joke about Indian restaurants. Oh, which God. I had in Japanese. Oh, tell and me. This, please, con- no, me. continue to use that self-restraint. <laughs> let's, let's, let's see how let's much further we can go with this self-restraint. This was the reason why I was on a TV show mm-hmm. with the caption, like, Nihonjin yori mo oyaji yagu ga tsumaranai, or something like that. Right? <laughs> and the joke is... Mango rashi o mango nuki de chumon shitara mango nashi desu. <laughs> That's cute. You see? Yeah. Uh, for those who are not stand-up comedians, mm. a comedian saying to another comedian, that's cute, mm. uh, is a veiled way of saying, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Can we just, just real quick for the edit, if you want to take a minute, for the listeners who don't speak enough Japanese, I want to make sure you know that that was not worth understanding. <laughs> <laughs> right, Bobby, just before we jump into the mail, I wanted to say a big thanks to the Kyushu University Cognitive Neuroscience Department for sponsoring an experiment last week to identify if there is a link between erectile dysfunction and the ability to distinguish loud sounds. Basically, we were asked to make a subtle change to the production as a control experiment, and it seems like nobody noticed, so thank you very much for that. Thank you, Kyushu University. Apropos of absolutely nothing, we have a mail this week from a Brian named Kevin. Kevin writes, Hi, love the podcast, but the music in between segments is way louder than the speech. Please fix it. And while we're doing this, I just also want to say a big thanks to the Kyushu University Psychology Department, who came to me privately to conduct an experiment to see what happens when a passive-aggressive British asshole gets called out for forgetting to normalize the sound levels last week. Shall we take a look at the news, Ollie? <laughs> Let's take a look at the news. Bobby Judo, what's in the news this week? First up... Muji USA, the company Muji Rushi Ryohin, is filing for bankruptcy in the US, citing the pandemic shutdowns. 
Uh, I wasn't even aware that Muji necessarily had such a large presence in the West. There is! I was so excited about it. Like, uh, when I saw my, like, the first Muji shop in Canada on Robson Street, Vancouver, mm. I was, like, so proud because I love Muji so much. Like, I buy, like, fruits ball <laughs> Muji fruits fruits ball. You make that sound as if you've bought it more than once. It makes it sound like, a, like you're buying it like the pens. Like, yeah, every time I pop in, I just get a load, just get a, a handful of fruit bowls. Yeah. How much fruit are you eating, and how are you storing it? Oh my gosh, I'm like it's like a really beautiful wooden wooden ball that I would love to like. I you know it makes you want to put so many apples there. <laughs> <laughs> So ostensibly, the problem here is not that they're not selling enough products. It's that mm-hmm. they're they're having problems because of the pandemic. And it looks like they were already struggling with a couple of different things before the pandemic hit them. Mm-hmm. One of them, uh, the article says that they were struggling with high rent, especially in New York. Although mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. I really want to hear Muji complain about New York rents when they sell a blank white T-shirt for twenty bucks. <laughs> Good point. But, like, but it, it is mm. it is kind of funny, right, that mm. when Japanese brands do go overseas, they do take on a slightly higher status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like Uniqlo, for example, in Japan, mm. generally people are kind of embarrassed to be buying from Uniqlo, right? It's the same as in the UK if you're buying from Primark. Mm. It's like, yeah, you, you buy it because it's, it's, it's cheap and accessible, not because you're necessarily proud to be buying from it. Yeah. Whereas I remember when Uniqlo opened in London, yeah. it was like... A kind of a high fashion retailer yes, just opened. Yes, it's same in Vancouver too. Like there's lineup to enter Uniqlo, and then like I'm like, oh Uniqlo, I have to buy something, you know, like some a like fruit bowl maybe. Yeah, fruit bowl or something, <laughs> or like a hat for beach or something. Do you think that brands and products get kind of a premium placed on them in the West just because they're Japanese? Yes, definitely, big time, yeah. Do you think that's also true for comedians? Ah, boy. <laughs> yeah, I do I do believe I have Japanese privilege here. <laughs> well, actually, th- th- this, this was a, a line that I cut from my last show because I thought it was a bit too controversial. Mm. But I do think that, like, Japan is kind of the straight white man of Asia. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what, I think it's true. In what way, Ali? I'm definitely not digging a hole, don't you dare do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it's like social status, right? Or like power. Yeah, a vague sense of entitlement. Power dynamics. Yeah, also somewhat falling in their status, kind of making way for other Yeah. Other groups, to right, 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 right. Begrudgingly. Gonna... Also treats women badly. Ah, burn. <laughs> That's true. But I do think that Japanese-ness does have a certain credibility abroad. Like even Daiso in Malaysia is seen as a fairly upmarket shop. Yeah. And I think Muji's coming in at kind of like an ideal time in terms of its aesthetic. It's a very minimalist design aesthetic. The whole Mm. idea is that there's no branding on it. And that minimalist appeal is like right in line with the Konmari, the Mari Kondo like Mm. lifestyle readjusting. Yeah. So, well, well, that's what Muji means in Japanese, right? Yeah. It means no no mark, which is an odd thing for a company which is famously litigious to say. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, I find Japanese naming conventions on products in general just kind of crazy because the full name is Muji Rushi Ryohin, which means quality products or good products, mm-hmm. which implies that there's somebody out there selling 
bad, bad product. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> bad products, but with a trademark. Yeah. So, I do find it funny that Muji has become a brand. I mean, their, their whole point was these are products which don't have brands on. But not only do they have a brand, their brand is so strong that Chinese copycats have copied their brand. And I actually wrote about um, Minisol. Uh-huh. Uh, or is it is it mini is, is that how you say it in English? I mean, it doesn't really matter. But the point is, this logo for this this company is basically a perfect amalgamation of the Uniqlo logo and the Muji logo. That is to say, they've just taken four katakana characters like the Uniqlo logo, mm. and they've also got a logo which has some romaji and then four. Uh, kanji underneath which looks a bit like the Muji logo <laughs> and I actually wrote about this in my thesis uh, because I did a thesis on the internet in the international registrability of foreign word marks mm. uh, which absolutely makes me a hunk and uh, this is an example of like if you copy enough from everyone then you kind of get away with it <laughs> right? like, they've just been so brazen from copying from every single Japanese aesthetic mm. that now they've created an aesthetic which vaguely looks Japanese uh, but actually there's nothing Japanese about it mm. at all. Also really quickly if I can ask Ali, for Muji which makes products that are like plain color t-shirts or things with no logos and no marks on them the bar has got to be really hard to prove that someone is violating copyright by creating a knockoff of that product and cue Ali's jingle in three, two, one. Ali, it's your time to shine. Japan's best to send the news alive. We need a legal outline and you're the man for it. No need for a judge and no need for a jury. Mr. Horn has credentials to cover a Japanese intellectual property law story. Welcome to your wheelhouse. It's so nice to hear that again. So I think what the retailers are copying is not so much the individual products, because you're right, like a plain white t-shirt has basically no originality, but they copy the general design and aesthetic. Mm. But one thing that's really hard to protect with copyright law or trademark law is protecting just vaguely how this shop looks, this kind of clean aesthetic with products lined up in a certain way. Unless a consumer is genuinely mistaken as to which shop they're in, Mm -hmm. but rather you're just kind of benefiting from the fact that your shop and your brand is vaguely associated with Japan, therefore associated with higher quality. As long as you're not actually misleading and saying these are Japanese products, you can kind of get away with Mm. it. And that's why this this Miniso uh, chain Mm. has done incredibly well across Asia. And they've got hundreds and hundreds of shops uh, all across China. Yeah. Basically, they do. they, They create essentially knockoff Muji products mm. in a vaguely knockoff Muji shop. Mm. But like you said, because they're just simple pens or simple t-shirts, uh, mm. then it's very hard on a product by product basis to say, well, you've copied that Muji t-shirt. Yumi, do you think that since they're pulling out of the US and declaring bankruptcy in the US, you might lose your Muji in Canada? Yeah, I feel like that's going to happen because, you know, like it's really big store on like Robson Street. And then, like, I know, like, just like New York, the rent is super expensive there. So, Mm. like, I feel like, yeah, I don't think they will have the chance to survive. You you better stock up on fruit bars. I know. Well, talking of international brands, which are fucked, let's look at Disney World, which has tried really hard to reopen in the midst of a global pandemic, Mm. catering to that unique cross-section of society that acknowledges the fact that they might die but their life is otherwise so sad that they need to just see mickey for a day Mm -hmm. in order to get them through this and this is just 
Oh, it's mad. That's, this is that's pure yeah. love. That's pure form of love. <laughs> the Japanese <laughs> people are crazy about <laughs> Disney characters. I know this. This is exactly what is going to be written about in history textbooks. Mm. That, like, imagine, imagine if we read about, say, the the plague or the Black Death. Mm -hmm. And there's a line in the book which says, well, although there was an actual plague, mm -hmm. there was also a very popular merry-go-round mm -hmm. that <laughs> a very small section of society <laughs> insisted they had to ride. They couldn't go one year without riding it. We would look back and go, these people are nuts. That's mental. Whereas with Disney, we somehow go, yeah, well, I guess, you know, it's a, it's a small world. Let's just make it smaller. <laughs> well, I think there's there's a balance that people are trying to strike between three things. One of them is how to deal with the pandemic. One of them is how to make sure that the economy doesn't get destroyed by this. Mm -hmm. And then the other is how to enjoy their lives. Mm -hmm. And I think for Japanese people, being able to go to Disneyland is a big part of being able to enjoy their lives. Mm. I genuinely don't understand how it's even enjoyable to see like Goofy in some kind of biohazard suit. Why is it biohazard suit? But they're wearing masks in a way. So like <laughs> they, when they sneeze inside, you know, like the the virus get trapped in a in a biohazard suit so you might have actually just found the the ultimate safety loophole <laughs> that for all those countries that struggled in getting the ppe equipment for their nurses uh, and frontline staff really they should should have just put them in disney oh costumes. my gosh that would be uh, fun disney world hospital <laughs> disney character hospital yeah i mean th th there, <laughs> there might be certain problems such as say i don't know a surgeon doing surgery wearing gloves that only have three fingers <laughs> But I'm sure there are ways to work around that. Also, we literally did a show last summer about a guy at a theme park in one of those costumes who died from heat stroke. <laughs> that really happened? Yep. Aww. Well, yeah. which character though? <laughs> well, we should we should clarify that this was not at Disney so okay. we don't get sued. Okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah. We should make sure. Yes. Okay, this yes, is not a Disney character. <laughs> I got dumped in a Disneyland. Yumi, have you ever been dumped somewhere you didn't want to get dumped? Uh, no, because I'm a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get dumped. Burn, but, uh, Ollie, burn. <laughs> no, Ollie, yeah. but I want to know, like, how you got dumped in Disneyland. Ah, uh, you don't want to know the details. Okay. Basically, we were, in a, we were in a queue and she was texting the other guy <gasps> that we were seeing. And it is a unique form of melancholy to kind of see the relationship fall in front of your eyes while an actual parade of happiness is going past. Mm -hmm. Like an actual parade of people being joyful. Mm -hmm. um, so I've got somewhat negative sentiments to towards Disney. <laughs> but have you have you been to Disneyland Tokyo? Yeah. Yes, yes, I have. And um, I've been to Disney World in Florida too. Oh, nice. They reopened that one as well, despite the fact that they've got 15,000 cases in a day. But it's open, so you can go if you'd like to. <laughs> yeah, outrageous, yeah. But Japan is, it seems to be doing a lot to kind of stimulate domestic tourism again, right? Mm. Like they're, they're giving these vouchers, they're trying to force people around the country. Mm. Do you think there's a bit of patriotism amongst Japanese people to go, well, we need to go out, spend our money, support these businesses despite the fact that it might kill us or our family well 
But then again, I think it's、uh, no. If I'm gonna die, I wanna die for Disney characters. It's like very, <laughs> you know, that's pure love. I I sense the romance. Ah,、oh. uh, roman. Ah,、uh, the Japanese roman. Roman, yeah. Yeah, the sense、yeah. of kind of like adventure and fantasy and whimsy. Yeah. Did you grow up on Disney characters? Yes, yes, big time. When I was a child, I used to think Snow White was a Japanese lady. Shirayuki Hime, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yes. Because she has geisha-like pale skin, black hair, and tends to seven ugly white men. <laughs> 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 Boom! I think Bobby, I think that was a great、uh, yeah. setup. But it's not just Disney. It's really not just Disney. They are doing it all over the country,、um, mm. and I think they're trying to encourage domestic tourism. They're selling these like fifty percent subsidy tourism tickets, which actually、um, my family bought some. We used some. We went to、uh, like an onsen hotel inside the prefecture.、Mm-hmm. But I think. Doing that with the background of COVID,、mm. Japan is so famous for its hospitality, right?、Mm. Japan is so famous for its omotenashi.、Mm. But like, with this going on, there's a sense on both parties' sides that you're doing something wrong.、Mm. Like the hotel <laughs> needs you to be there, and you want to be there, but、oh, you're both like, we can't. Like we know、oh, we're not、man. supposed to be doing yeah, this. Yeah, so uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> both sides.、And、yeah. The woman at the counter had her mask on, and she、right. had that akuriru ban,、yeah. that like clear plastic,、mm-hmm. and she was speaking very quietly,、mm. and so I couldn't hear what she was saying. So、right. I kept having to ask her to repeat stuff. Yeah, and she just assumed I couldn't speak Japanese, so she she ended up just like gesturing with numbers. She was like, "Would you like dinner? <laughs> dinner and miming an eating thing at six o'clock or seven o'clock, holding up the numbers so that I could see." You are thirty-five percent more likely to die of coronavirus. <laughs> There have been fourteen reported cases in this prefecture alone. <laughs> But everybody's upset that like traveling in between prefectures might help spread it because there are certain、right. prefectures in. Japan that have zero that、mm. haven't had a single case.、Mm-hmm. Which which prefecture do you know? I want to say Ishikawa Ken or Iwate.、Mm. Whatever they are, I bet they're rubbish prefectures.、I、yeah, they're ones that no one's heard of. Iwate has zero. Wow. Ishikawa has oh a lot. Never mind.、Mm. I was just listing places that started with I. That's the way Bobby's mind works.、Mm-hmm. Start with I. I. Start with I. Ah. Most important letter in the、yeah. alphabet. So the government has this domestic tourism campaign, and it's being met with all different kinds of responses. Some people are very happy about it,、mm-hmm. but then other places are terrified. And places that don't have cases, that don't have outbreaks, are saying, "Please don't come here."、Mm-hmm. Even to support our tourism economies, please don't come here.、Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, like, the pressure of being a place that had a perfect record, and then having one case?、Mm-hmm. Who would be the person who brought that in? And Japan is so focused on kind of like. A blame culture and a shaming culture. That were that to happen, I mean, they're already having problems with what they call Tokyo sabetsu,、mm. Tokyo discrimination,、oh, wow. where they have cases of people's cars being keyed because <gasps> they're from outside a prefecture. Wow! No way! 
I do, I do find it funny that Japan, which is typically really good at promoting themselves to tourists, both international and domestic, have now had to very quickly change to persuading people not to come. Mm. Like, how would you... Like, maybe they're just finally honest about onsen, right? These, like, nice onsen towns that have had no COVID case. They go, it's just a bath. It's just going to be... It's just, don't worry. It's just, a, it's just a daft bath. You don't need mm. to worry about this. Or, I don't know, real camp providers going... Definitely stay in hotels. They're way nice. You get a proper bed. <laughs> uh, meals with food you actually like. Yeah. These are old. These are bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, when I was coming back from Malaysia, I had to stay in the hotel in Vancouver for two weeks by myself. But like, I'm pretty sure um, the guy next door, next room, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he had uh, covid because like that's why he was like self isolating by himself. Because like like I could hear like really like coughing and morning 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 is morning like and then like suffering. But like at first, <laughs> <laughs> at first I thought he was jerking off. You know, it's like really, I, I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. But like, yeah, I hope he's okay now. What a way to die. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, that is how Ollie and I spent most of our time in self-quarantine. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. No, there's so many... There's so many mixed messages from the country itself, though, because mm. they're saying, you know, we need to promote travel inside the country mm. to promote tourism and to stimulate our economy. But also we can't bring in foreigners from outside. And also they're leaving it up to self-regulation. Mm. So if you're in an area that you know has a lot of cases, they're asking you to jishuku suru, mm. to like exercise restraint and not go mm. but at the same time they're offering 50 percent subsidies mm. and when somebody sees that it's like well i don't think i have it so mm. you know i could go to a really nice kaiseki ryori ryokan for half the price mm. i don't think they're being as responsible as a good japanese citizen should be mm. anyway how was your ryokan trip bobby it's good it's nice Hey, thanks very much for listening to this episode 44 of Japan by River Cruise. Thanks as ever to those who support the podcast on buymeacoffee.com. For $5 a month, you can get access to the episode early and all of the extra bits. And this week is no exception. Thank you as always for sending us messages. Please continue to do so. There is no way we can guarantee that Ali won't make fun of your sexual potency. And thank you to <laughs> our guest, Yumi Nagashima. Yumi, can you tell our listeners where they can find your content? Yes, follow me on my YouTube channel, YumiTube. Great, thank you for being here. Everybody, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.